All right. Hey, everyone. This is Tom. I know Bob usually does the uh, introductions here on the Noise Brigade, but uh, we just wanted to kind of throw together, uh, and I, as I mentioned, a cornucopia type episode of just <laughs> just randomness. Um, uh, maybe it'll be kind of like be like Edge and Christian, right? Right, Bobby? Yeah. Listen, the 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 Edge and Christian show that totally reeks of awesomeness was uh it was one of my favorites i love their pod too the enc pod of awesomeness oh yeah it was it was a great one i was kind of you know it's funny so you know we you decided to do this podcast and i was like you know then you wanted to stop doing it and i said you know what i want to jump in on this because i thought about doing one but i didn't want to just hear myself and you know it's funny that was one of the ones that came to mind I was like, that's what I aspire to be, is that level of ridiculousness. <laughs> um, so that was definitely always one of my favorites to, to kind of go back and listen to. Um, all right, so just completely random things. Uh, when I was probably in middle school, I used to list out, and I started in middle school anyway, and into high school. And heck, I even carried this on into like, remember the MySpace blog days? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> um, of listing out like the, the, the seven songs of the week. I'm not going to do seven songs, but top of your head right now, what's one song that you're just into? It doesn't matter how new, how old, whatever, just go. Oh, God. So this is going to be really lame. Um, so there's there's a couple. All right. So the first one is, uh, is um, Suspicious Minds by elvis uh, very good so i also found a remix on itunes because i'm a horrible person um of the same song and uh believe it or not the the new theme song for the super elite which if you're not aware is uh um the good brothers Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega. So they have a new theme on um, on AEW and on on Impact, and it's it's called Packing Heat, and it, it goes a little something like this. So, oh, nope, that, yeah, there. So you I don't just, know how well that came through. Oh, no, you know, and we, we probably can too a whole lot because we'll get popped for some kind of random copyright thing. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny, you brought me back though. So, um, and I've mentioned this at some point in our talks here, but in 2008, that was the third pod, first podcast I ever recorded was I did six episodes of me just playing wrestling themes and talking a little bit of wrestling. Um, so yeah, that's cool. I, I'm, I'm so cool. I'm so glad that you brought a wrestling theme into it. Good yeah. stuff. And then eventually I'll listen. I, I just had a Van Weezer download onto my phone because I had pre-ordered it, uh, which it was supposed to come out last May and due to the pandemic and everything, they didn't release it. So, and Rivers went off and wrote like eight records instead. So that's in my queue. I just haven't listened to it yet. Gotcha. So all right. 
I'll, I'll do a, a, a random one and then something that kind of goes into a note I had on our, on our kind of podcast notes. Um, so saliva re-recorded, um, click, click, boom, and your disease, um, this year and released it. Really? So there's actually 2021 versions of your disease and click, click, boom. And yeah, completely worth your time. If you were fans of the originals, um, it's, it's cool. So yeah, you have to, whatever service you use, just, uh, yeah, check them out. They're, it's cool. Dude, I can't believe I just popped for saliva in 2021. I, it's crazy. So <laughs> I sat there and, uh, you know, I, I listen to everything and very eclectic taste always have been, but I, I'll always follow back on, you know, a lot of alternative or the, the new, the new alternative that, that the, the, the new rock, you know, that genre and, um, so they'll come up from time to time. And, uh, I had, I, you know, always had them in playlist, you know, and, and, uh, never, but never was really one of my favorites. And then, you know, sure enough, I see these 20, it's like 2021 versions. Is this a cover? What is this? And I was like, Oh my God, it's the band. So <laughs> yeah, very, very cool stuff. Um, kind of going on in that same thing. And I'm going to kind of, I'll do a quick uh, transition here. Um, are you familiar with, um, and I can't pronounce, I don't want to mispronounce the guy's name or whatever, but I'll just, uh, William Rancy, um, with any of the mashup work he's done. Are you familiar with that name? Um, not off the top of my head. No. So kind of one of those YouTube mashup artists. I first heard of him. He put together Ghostbusters and Intergalactic back in around Halloween of 2020. Oh, wasn't the first person that ever did that, but he was by far the best. Um, and at some point over the last couple of weeks, I just got to like finding some really interesting things the guy did and he put stuff out pretty periodic, you know, uh, pretty regularly. Um, one of the ones I come across was a mash between smells like team spirit and a Bruno Mars song. <laughs> oh, so he crossed up Nirvana and Bruno Mars and uh, this is the one that it just really, you know, uh, blows my mind, but um, he called it smells like 20, 24 karat magic. Um, just really interesting stuff the way he does things. Um, everything sounds so fluid, like almost like it was meant to be. Um, so been been given his work a lot of um, a lot of listens as goofy as that is, but I've always been a fan of it. You and I have gone back and forth to this because I believe you're the one that introduced me to like the Jay Zer. I, I don't remember Jay Zer, but I, I was really huge into mashups for a long time. Uh, still am. Still still into some some good mashups. So, uh, but uh, dude, I'm gonna have to check him out. I found a guy online too on YouTube. I can't remember his name. Um, about to send you the link. He's he's really good, and I found it through TikTok of all places. Um, because I'm a millennial piece of trash, apparently. So. Yeah. Nah, it's all good. I, I found this funny. I, uh, in my just my random news feed, I had found this, and I can't remember what, what it was. Um, oh, TechCrunch or one of those random like you know tech sites, and they had uh, talked about this around Halloween with, with this guy and was like, wow, this is incredible. And, um, you know, come to find out that you know, it's just, just, just really interesting things and. Uh, I just appreciate it. It's uh, and I put a little note in here. 
um i've always been a a fan of of the mashup you know thing because it's kind of like taking a couple of artworks like you have a nice comic book like batman and like this thing from van gogh and just throw it together and it still makes something that looks pretty awesome um you know so it's you know one of those very odd quirky things but i definitely felt that was worth mentioning Nice. Um, you know, as you were set, as you were talking, I was looking it up, and I found the guy. His name is DJ Cummerbund. And as I was looking at it, there's a, there's one on here. I gotta see. I'm gonna try something we haven't tried yet. But um, he has a on his YouTube page. He has a song. It's it's a, a mashup of "Play That Funky Music, White Boy," and um do host <laughs> so i'm gonna see if i can get it to play and see if it actually comes over so tell me tell me if you hear it are you able um, to hear that yep yep i got it yeah, it's so creepy. It sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we know now how to how to do music on the podcast. So now everybody's in trouble. Yeah, that's just crazy. And, oh, and there's man. there's one on here that I I, I don't I'm not going to play until we're we're off the air so to speak. It's a it's called Monster Wop. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, and I'm not the... not talking about the the slur against Italians. <laughs> so there's that, which is uh, you know interesting. So oh, man, so all right, um, so we did the music thing. Uh, I know you're not into this as much as I am, but do you have a current beer, wine, drink? something if you're just trying to relax what are you into right now oh dude that kentucky bourbon barrel kentucky bourbon barrel ale um i want to give a shout out to to my boys uh mark thompson and jim mascio aka dj tanner they're doing uh their morning show that damn morning show on 106.3 wjse the rock alternative in wildwood in cape may um they do a uh it's called craft beer friday and they actually post it on youtube too you can check it out and they're on podcasts and everything um but they have on on uh craft beer friday mark try this one by oh bloody hell it's called there's no rying in baseball and it's a lager it's a rye lager and i really want to try it out um can't remember who the heck makes it it's um the brewery the brew i can't remember who the brewery no is. that's a home brew let's see there's no yeah. line in baseball let's see yeah it's um oh snub no snout something a snout. bolero snort yeah bolero snort there you go let's so see he was talking really good about that and then of course you know the hershey's the hershey's yingling porter it was amazing yeah, okay. So can you believe it? No Ryan in baseball. 
uh yeah 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 it's valero snort it's funny um i actually had a couple of valero snorts here over the last few days because we i brought some back um they're really good um so uh, yeah i could see that being a good one the one i've got to give is and it's funny i have it on here in our notes uh toppling goliath which is a brewery out of iowa um and a pretty famous one at that I had a uh, cherry fandango that was given to me by my friend um, Jeff. You don't want the A's breathe. Fond- I had a cherry fandango. There you go. <laughs> um, but it straight up tasted like cherry pie or cherry cobbler. Um, nice. And it was just ridiculous. So have you but, had um, Sam Adams cherry wheat? Yes. yes. How would you compare it to that? Um, different beers. That's uh, being a wheat ale. This is more of a sour fruited um, so you kind of have uh, a bit heavier, um, more more like eating a dessert, you know, type kind of beer. Okay. Um, but it, it, you know, was a tinge sour too, um, knowing how cherries can be. Um, both good beers, but completely different profiles. Um, the funny thing is, though, just um, now I finished the uh, Dragon Fandango um <laughs> i appreciate is, you letting the a's breathe <laughs> which was the dragon fruit version which if oh. you know me i love my dragon fruit yes you. yes you do <laughs> <laughs> um Especially i think kamikaze that, in it you got that right and we'll snap a fire kamikaze um yeah i don't know i thought the cherry one was amazing the dragon one may be even better hmm. uh just ridiculously good um, so I've got to give a, a shout out to my friend Jeff for both of those. Uh, he's the guy I do my beer trades with. And then, uh, yeah, no, some good stuff there. Okay. Um, but the, um, like I said, just wanted to kind of do a, a randomness here. Uh, we, we, something that we've had on here for quite some time that we just never can fit in. Yeah. This, this might be the time to do it. Because we've transitioned from music to beer to virtual reality. How about that? <laughs> yes. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. So um, you've had this on here. So let, why don't you kind of talk about that a little bit? Because, you know, we've wanted to talk about VR for a little bit, but I don't know that yeah, it fills a whole episode. So, I mean, like, all right, we're, we're roughly the same age. Um, grew up in the same area. Uh, and I know that, you know, we've seen... Ever since I was little, I remember VR being promised as the wave of the future, and it was supposed to be here in the 90s. Um, And there were VR cafes, if you want to call them that, or VR arcades, where you could go in. I remember specifically on the Ocean City Boardwalk, when we'd get on shore, there'd be um, this place called Reality Bites, and they had two games you could play. And the one was Virtual Pool which was the same game for the, for the PC that I found that I could play on my PC, not in virtual reality. But what was cool is you were at a cue ball. So you'd sit in this chair and you'd have your little, like this little uh, like thruster handle. Like it was, it was like a throttle control for a flight stick basically. And you would just fling yourself forward and you were the cue ball. So it was like you were seeing what the cue ball would see. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. And then there was the other one where you're in the maze and the pterodactyls are swooping down and trying to attack you. And I always died in that super quick. Um, 
But, you know, and that was pretty much the extent of what we saw for a while with VR. We kept on getting promised all this stuff at home. We would get the the virtual boy eventually, which was frigging god awful. Did you did you yeah. ever play the virtual boy? Yeah, Matt Hill had one. Oh um, my god, go figure. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I I wanted to kind of briefly talk about that because one of those things that was way 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 ahead of its time, but the technology it obviously was not there um for what it was no nowhere close right I mean, it was it was you had the color red <laughs> <laughs> like here we're, congratulations we're, we you're now cyclops we can't give you the, the the glorious colors of the nes we're going to take them all away and just give you red right and then we're going to make sure that everything's aligned so it's really going to make things realistic yeah it was um, it was it was a lot of like like vector games and stuff yeah cool looking device i always thought it was neat looking oh yeah um, aesthetically um and that's where the buck stopped just I, oh i would love to have one sitting on my shelf they're they're freaking cool looking but yeah yeah just a terrible terrible play though um i would mention that that's probably worse than like the power glove <laughs> well i mean um, and, and here's what it is what it boils down to for me is that was, I think, the start of Nintendo's obsession with 3D, which honestly, it, it shouldn't have been called the Virtual Boy. It should have been more like the 3D Boy or something like that. Because aside from, you know, the 3D aspect of it, you weren't getting, it's not like you were moving around. It had to sit on a table unless you strapped it to your face somehow, but you could only walk so far because it had to be plugged into the wall. And the other thing with it was, if you think about it, you look at the Virtual Boy, it was 3D. Did you know, and this is something, you, you maybe you knew this, maybe you didn't, they actually, the GameCube was supposed to be 3D. Um, I want to say I heard that, and it kind of makes sense based on the name, um, Cube. Yeah. So, <laughs> so here's how it worked. It was supposed to come with an overlay that would go over your TV, and it would, it would be connected to the GameCube, and you would be playing in 3D. And that's Luigi's Mansion was supposed to be. That was part of the whole reason that Luigi's Mansion existed was because the ghosts were going to be three D. Oh, that makes you know, a lot of sense. You could see through them and stuff. Which Luigi's Mansion is an awesome game. I love the game, absolutely love it. But it makes so much more sense once I once you take into account that it was supposed to be three D. And then that stuff was supposed to be popping out at you and stuff. And then they eventually, you know, they made the 3DS and they went through a couple of iterations. But one of the games on there was Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, which was 3D. And it looked right. great. Sorry, I, I sidetracked us there. For no, a no, we're still, hey, no, we're still in VR. So, you know, it's funny and it's kind of cool. We kind of went in a, you know, kind of a timeline type thing. You know, I got to play with an Oculus um, a few years ago. And uh, I thought it was really cool, you know, but it was only for a few minutes. So I didn't really get enough immersion to really understand what was going on. It was kind of like walking around a museum and then the dinosaurs came to life, you know, type deal. Uh, but it did, you know, say, oh, yeah, I'm going to get myself a, a PSVR, you know, which was cool because I was like, all right, you know, see myself getting into this. The problem I had with that, though, um, as I noticed, was... It did not take me long to get sick 
is really bad motion sickness. And I would try over and over again. And the insane thing was, I know a lot of people get motion sick in the car or on the boat, airplane, whatever. I've never had any of those problems before, ever. Hmm. And yeah, it was crazy. Like even when I was in known situations where other people were getting sick, I wasn't at all. Iron stomach, an iron constitution, not a problem. I put the headset on for 10 minutes. I'm done. Yeah. I, I just couldn't I, do it. I tried it. I had gotten one, um, I think right around the same time you did. Uh, it was before Christmas one year. I caught it on sale. Um, and I had it for not long. And I had the same issue. Um, just, it was cool. It was really cool. I really liked it. I wanted it to be awesome. Um, especially because I wanted to play Doom because they had that that VR Doom and I really wanted to to play that, but I just couldn't I couldn't do it, man. And uh, you know, Peyton has it now and he is in love with it. But yeah, I wanted to I wanted to really, you know, because it was really cool. Some of the stuff really looked neat. Um, I played, you know, Skyrim forward a bit, which you know, we've talked about that before. I'm a huge Skyrim fan, but I just, you know, I couldn't get past the uh, the getting sick part. Um, and I felt like garbage, too, after for like half an hour to an hour after taking it off. And it just, it just was wild to me because of how I was not that way with anything else. And I got to reading about it. And I think I have a problem with it. A lot of other people have with it is that it, your, your mind it's playing a trick on your body thinking that it's actually moving and you're not, you're just, I mean, yeah, you can be moving your arms or whatever, but you're, you're in a essentially a stationary place. You're not, you're not really running down a, a hallway. You're not really, you know, doing all this craziness, you know, that your mind thinks you are. And that's where the motion sickness apparently comes in. Um, so that's apparently what happened to me, but yeah, now I, I don't know. I um, did you ever play with like the the daydream or any of those like cell phone VR devices? Yeah, Ryan had um, Ryan, my brother Ryan, when he had, when he had come down one time when that stuff had come out, uh, he he had brought his and he brought he had the um, the ViewMaster holder thing, ViewMaster mm-hmm. uh, uh, phone holder, um, and used Google Google Cardboard when that was a thing. Um, and we, you know, we did a couple of the different ones there. And, uh, the one, oh, the one I really liked was there was Bohemian Rhapsody and it was the song and they did like a, like a VR music video to it. Oh man. It was super, super cool. Yeah, it's cool. And I kind of, I still kind of see if there is a real like heavy future with VR outside of, you know, some of the the bigger um, applications. And a lot of them I know have a more, the more of a learning application now um, where people are like learning how to maybe learning how to drive or, um, you know, kind of studying like, you know, pre-med type stuff or, or doing, um, uh, you know, uh, when you're, you know, in, in our biology classes in high school, you know, we got to dissect, you know, a pig or a frog or whatever. And people are doing that more in virtual environments. Oh, wow. Um, which is really cool, you know. I, so I really think those applications are are, are going in that direction. Um, but as far as like the everyday person, 
I, I don't see it um, because I, to me, it would have stuck with us by now. Um, I don't, you know, it's kind of hard pressed to see like everyone, like, I mean, between uh, just outside of a, you know, handful of people. Uh, and even then, like, I, I know maybe one person that does it, you know, constantly. Right. It, I just don't see it being, you know, the, the every day person doing it, you know, on a regular basis, basically. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I'm, it's it's something I tried. It's cool. It's a neat little party trick. You know, Ryan has um, one of the Oculus headsets now, and he uses it. And he kind of showed us some stuff, but it's nothing that I mean for him. It's something that he uses for work, um, doing whatever undisclosed tech jobs he does. Um, but it's not something that I could ever really see myself digging into and and. And really messing with on a day to day. Yeah, no, completely agree. And eh, it's one of those things. But now I'm glad we kind of got to to talk about that here. Uh, but like I said at the kind of the start of this, I just wanted to kind of do a randomness. Doesn't have to be anything else. I don't really have anything that I unless you want to get into anything to kind of close this off with, because you know, just kind of a, a quick thing, so we don't have uh, you know three hours of just garbage <laughs> yeah man i there's actually I, it's something we talked about a little bit earlier uh i wanted to mention real quick saw a game that i'm definitely gonna have to try and i think you're, you'll probably end up trying too um is that it's called rain on your parade and you get to play an angry little rain cloud and you got to go around and and ruin people's days um one of the levels is pretty funny you're you're the rain cloud still but you're shooting down meteors at dinosaurs and uh, looks like a fun little it's on steam. It's on switch. It's like 15 bucks. I figured it was, it looks like it's, it'll be worth my 15 bucks, you know? Um, and uh, Oh, one other thing. Shoot. I've completely forgot. So, you know, we're obviously big gamers. Um, and I picked something up the other day that I was amazed that I found for the price I found it for. And, and, and just was able to get it um, was I got an arcade one up machine. Um, yeah. You, okay. So yeah, we haven't talked about this here, but yeah, we talked about this uh, through some texting. Uh, so what do you think? It's really cool. Um, my only regret is that I don't have more money and more room to accommodate more arcade one up cabinets. Uh, that's, Honestly, what I'm going to probably do is eventually I'm going to try and figure out a way. I know there's all kinds of mod kits and stuff out there. I would love to be able to figure out a way to, to put um, some of the other classic arcade beat-em-ups. Like if I could get like Ninja Turtles or um, like the Simpsons arcade game or, or the original X-Men arcade game, you know, stuff like that and, and put it on there. I think that would be cool. Uh, NBA Jam, because there's the the NBA Jam cabinet, uh, actually. Yes. Too. Yeah. What the one I got, which I'm super thrilled with, and Peyton absolutely loves. Like I, I thought he was going to explode out of joy when he saw it. Um, it's X Men vs Street Fighter, and so it's X Men vs Street Fighter, X Men Children of the Atom, which is just an all X Men Street Fighter type game, um, X Men vs Capcom. And then X, this was the weird one that I, that's on there that I didn't quite understand, but whatever. It's an extra game. I'll take it. 
Uh, it's called X-Men Mutant Apocalypse, and it's actually an SNES game that they ported over to this arcade cabinet. Um, and it's just really cool, man. It's it's three-quarter size. It came with the uh, with the riser, so it lifts it up to an, almost a normal arcade game height. Um, it was very easy to build. The directions are super easy. It looks nice. The art on the sides is phenomenal. Um, and it was, you know, I got it on sale. It was originally $500. And I actually found a, a, a YouTube video where they were talking about it um, prior to it going on clearance, where it at one point, it was selling for like almost $600, $700. And I happened to catch it on sale for $350. Nice, nice. So for $350, I can't, you know, I can't say enough cool things about it. It's got online play. So like if for whatever reason, Peyton is tired of kicking my butt because he has been, which I thought that I would beat him. I thought it would be, you know, easy pickings. Dude, he's been kicking my butt. So if I get tired of him kicking my butt, I can go online and play against other people who have the cabinets so that they can kick my butt instead. Yeah, you know. Yeah, what, game, what are games for? I mean, right. that's, that's why I only play the same ones, the ones that I'm half decent at. Exactly. I don't get, I don't get mad. Yeah. Because I've, I've been known to throw a controller or two. I, <laughs> I can't tell you how many controllers NFL Street 2 for the Xbox claimed, but it's, I think it was double digits. <laughs> so I have no right to say anything to anybody. Uh, all right. Well, I, I figured, um, you know, why not? We just uh, try to clear off some of our, some of our notes and we'll, uh, we'll have to come in and get, you know, uh, some more concrete, you know, fun ones, but this is, uh, I think a good way to, to, to kind of button up some of the things that we had on there for gosh, like months. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, this was good. We're, we're clearing out some of the backlog, you know, meanwhile, right. I still have a backlog of like 200 games I need to play, but you know, we we're clearing off some of the podcast backlog and that's, that's a good thing. Definitely. Definitely. So um, I think this will, uh, this will do it for me. Uh, you got anything else on this one? Oh, that's, that's it. We're going to wrap this one up. We will uh, see you all next time. All right. Have a good one, everyone.